and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, we continue with our spooky pumpkin spiced episodes. (laughs) They're all pumpkin Uh, spiced. And Taylor, could you please share with our listeners what exactly you're imbibing during this? Well, uh, I got I got this creamer it's like vegan coconut cream creamer uh it's pumpkin spice flavored but it's not concentrated enough in flavor such that if you put it in coffee it just kind of disappears but i like the taste of it's on its own so i'm just just having a just you know just a glass of creamer just a mm-hmm. that's i mean that's there's a mm-hmm. that tracks mm-hmm. people do that like eggnog Drink creamer well I, it's just like <laughs> Do they? It's like, it's like thick milk. Uh-huh. Thick milk. Pumpkin spiced thick milk. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a just a good, you know, a fall morning. It's a little crisp in the air. Have yourself a glass of thick milk. Just drink some creamer. <laughs> is this a is this like a cool thing from Brooklyn that like the rest no. of the country will get on board with in like five years? I mean, it could be. Maybe I started it. Is this you know? is this to pair with your avocado toast? Yeah, <laughs> avocado toast and thick milk. That is a uh, that'll be twenty five dollars at brunch. Uh, uh, you know what? There are no rules anymore. I I uh, I can have my thick milk if I want to. <laughs> Uh, that's oh fine. My, sorry, I just I just turned my head to rub my eyes and there's a giant box of candy in this room. <laughs> Why is there such a big box of candy in here, Sydney? Um, because sometimes my uh, daughter goes on oh, her right, podcast right. and begs for candy from right. her wonderful <laughs> listeners and they send us candy and now we have... Endless candy. Sorry, this that, caught me off guard. It's overflowing. I mean, that, that podcast is just a front for a candy racket, mm-hmm. right? Like, that is 100% what it is. I, 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 I mean, for Charlie, yes. Yes, I do believe that was her intention. Charlie sm- only gets back on when she needs a refill. Yes, she is smart enough to have arranged that, and I see that now. Uh, I do want to say, we had nothing to do with that plan, and when she began to beg for candy on the show, it was spontaneous, and Justin and I did not know how to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> that was not planned. We did not set that up. Um, well, we we would prefer there's no to, to have more moderation in the amount yeah. of candy in our home. Um, I mean, there's no safe trick or treat this year, right? So this is like her safe trick or treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just people just send candy to your to your house. Yeah, it's That's wonderful. I mean, we have we have gotten lots of really good candies this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, she asked specifically for Romune. Does she like Romune? Loves Romune. And so we also frequently get boxes of Romune. Um, and um, those are fun because you get to poke the little yeah. marble down in them. and then Taylor, the you know, I bet Charlie would join you in your love for thick milk. I think Charlie would also be into that. And maybe Cooper. Yeah, maybe. It's like sweet thick milk. Well, you should, you should you know, try it out. Just, probably, just pour a glass of creamer. Yeah, <laughs> probably because mom, you know, when... So mom likes to have tea parties with uh-huh. the girls. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So she does not make them tea. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like, I mean, mm. I think it's creamer and some water and and sugar. I mean, it is tea. She does make the tea. But the amount of tea that goes into the cups uh-huh. is so little. Right. <laughs> compared to the 
the, well, the thick milk that gets thrown in. Well, that's what that's what I'm calling milk. creamer from now on. I'm sorry. The first Do time I hear that thick milk. <laughs> I yes. Uh, can I get a black coffee with just uh, a little bit of thick milk and one sugar, please? <laughs> I like that. Uh, we've started using oat milk. Mm. Us too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cooper I like likes it. I think of the of the uh, of the the non milk milks. I think it's the tastiest. Uh, it is. Yeah. Sometimes I drink almond and soy. Just I don't know. It's readily available. But I like cashew that. milk a lot. Oh. Can you say that again? Cashew milk. You put the emphasis on the shoe part of cashew. <laughs> cashew. And I find that very interesting. You said I drink cashew milk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I didn't mean to say it that way. <laughs> it's like you needed it. It's not cashew milk. This is this ne- point needs to be very clear. It's fancy. It's cashew milk. It sounds like a milk that has a little sneeze. Cashew milk. Cashew milk. <laughs> I don't know. Are we My- a very good milk podcast now? We've, oh, we've mentioned like at least four varietals of milk. Thick milk, oat milk, cashew milk, please cashew review, milk. Please review our quality as a milk podcast. Uh, let us know how we're doing. We'll strive to talk about more milks. There are many what other milks? Chocolate milk? I love chocolate milk. I, Me too. I think there are a lot of grown adults that like chocolate milk. I mean, our dad, whenever we go on road trips, when he goes in gas stations, that's what he gets Mm -hmm. all throughout Mm -hmm. the day at a gas station is a thing of chocolate milk. Yes. Yes, he does. (laughs) I I will say, though, that strawberry milk is an abomination. No. Okay. I agree. (laughs) Oh, no, no. I can't be on this podcast anymore. I can't be on an anti-strawberry milk podcast. (laughs) Strawberry milk is delicious. No. When I think of strawberry milk, I think of those weird light pink bottles they used to have in elementary school of strawberry mm-hmm. milk. And it I ended up stuck with it a few times because they <laughs> ran out of the other kinds. And it was just like vaguely pink milk. And it didn't really taste like strawberry. Only, only I, I would love to know if this is true outside of this country or if only in this country do sometimes school children... Are they forced to drink strawberry flavored milk <laughs> by their schools because no other milks are available or beverages? And so the only beverage afforded to them is artificially flavored strawberry milk. Is that that's got to just be us, right? Isn't it crazy to think that when I was in elementary school, at least here, your only options for beverages at lunch were white milk, skim milk, chocolate milk or strawberry milk. It was just milk. You couldn't even get water. There wasn't hey, a listen. juice? No. Wow. There was sometimes juices for breakfast, <laughs> but I never was there early enough to actually get school breakfast. So I just got school lunch and you, you only could get milk. So it was like, here I am with my square pizza, my corn and my milk. <laughs> you know, <laughs> your ketchup I am. This, yeah. is, this is how old I am. How about this? We had another beverage option. It was the soda machine, which sold soda. You got soda? Soda. The the line for the soda machine mm. every day at lunch would like go around the entire gym. Everybody would immediately get into it because they would like turn on the soda machine mm-hmm. at lunch. It wasn't on the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And everybody would stand in line to get a soda. Now, was this high school or was this? That was this a- was middle school. Oh, middle school. Oh, OK. Yeah. 
You know, yeah. they even yeah. took all the soda machines out of my high school because they didn't they didn't want to be giving us soda, so they only had like water and Gatorade in them. Which yeah, I, they they also had a lot of those fruit weird fruit drinks. Yeah, that, fruit, I mean you may as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just sugar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what that's I mean, true. even with the flavored milks, like that's just some milk plus a bunch of sugar. <laughs> yeah. It, the only the only uh, parenting thing I can ever really claim. I think I've done some things. OK, maybe there are other things I've done. Well, the only thing I'm sure of is my kids drink water. And I remember as a kid thinking, like, who drinks water? <laughs> I don't ever drink water. Yeah. There's so many flavors of beverage. Why would I drink water? <laughs> <laughs> My kids, my kids choose to drink water. I can't stand by anything else. They get boxes of candy all over the house. So obviously I'm not a stellar parent, but they drink water. Um, thanks for listening. This has been still milking. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't like that. No. How about milk buffering? <laughs> ah, I don't like any of this. It's one of the two. <laughs> I am always milking. I've been milking for so many years. Ew, oh, Sydney. Okay. See, oh, I'm is, done. I quit. I knew that's where it was going to go. I knew. <laughs> Uh, also, anybody, I regret it. anybody listening that also likes strawberry milk, will you please back me up here? It's good stuff. But that's the last thing I'm going to say about milk. I'm done. You all can keep talking about milk, but I refuse. I don't want to talk about what? No, before we get comments about it, I am not actually grossed out by breastfeeding. Oh, okay. We are all very open about this. Sydney knows this. It just was an unexpected comment. Please, no one tweet at me and tell me that I'm not positive no, about every- a natural process of the body. All of my family has been very supportive Thank about you. my breastfeeding. And, and yes. I'm just awkward about literally every natural process of the body. So yeah. Yeah. Just that too. Across the board, everything. <laughs> No, I I take um, full responsibility for that because the idea of me being milked is also kind of yeah, that's a gross statement. Yeah, that's not. But, Anyways, but go ahead. Say it a couple different sometimes. ways so we can just get it. You know. Yeah. So no. what are, what's on the what's on the schedule? <laughs> I don't want to talk about that drink anymore. Okay. I want to talk that about drink. when you put the lime in the coconut oh. and mix it all up. Oh. Like in that scene from Practical Magic. See, right. there, there's there what I did go. there. Full circle. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that's Great a job. better drink, though, the lime and the coconut drink. Mm-hmm. I tried to uh, get Justin to talk about Practical Magic with me or to watch it with me so that we could talk about it before in preparation for the show. And he wouldn't. But he did. <laughs> what? He, <laughs> said, story. he said, you enjoy that. Um, I know you got to get that vitamin D. And I said, vitamin D? It's Practical Magic. What are you talking about? And he was like, you know, that dancing in the kitchen scene. I was like, that's the best you got. That's it? Also, it is the only thing he knows about practical magic. Sure. <laughs> is that there's a scene where they dance in the kitchen. It's a, it's a pretty iconic scene, you know. Well, maybe not like the realm of film, but. <laughs> I mean, in our family, it has been referenced. I think every time we're all in the same kitchen, I think at some point. Uh-huh. One of one of you all, or mostly Bob, brings that up at some point, right? It's just Mom trying to find an excuse to drink margaritas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the concept of midnight margaritas I can get behind, but it is one of those odd mo- moments in cinema where you watch it; it looks so fun, but it's like nobody dances like just gonna dance around the kitchen holding my drink like that. It looks fun, but it's a nobody does well, that. You know, the other problem with it before we really talk about this film. Um, <laughs> The other oh, problem with midnight margaritas is, uh, <laughs> as as a grown up, I can tell you that's a recipe for reflux. You got to drink the margaritas early in the evening so that you can make sure, <laughs> like that's all good and settled. Um, you don't want those at midnight right before you go to bed. 
I mean, also, it seems like they, 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 wake, they wake Sandra Bullock's character up to drink the margaritas. And uh, yeah, as, yeah. As big of a fan as I am, would, would that ever work when I'm home visiting? If I just went around the house waking everybody up at midnight, like, hey, margaritas. I mean, I'm, probably. I mean, well, yeah, maybe. There's a chance. Not dad. Not dad. Once he's strapped into his CPAP machine, he's done for the night. <laughs> Sounds like Bane <laughs> or Kylo Ren underneath. <laughs> But may- mom would definitely be down. Let me mom say that. would definitely be down. Yeah. Yes, right. I'll have to try that. Um, so practical magic, and I'm realizing that this may have. I think every family probably has movies like this, where like you watch it so many times, and it becomes so much a part of like family lore mm-hmm. and like cultural reference that you just assume it's like that for everybody else like christmas vacation like you assume every other family watches it every christmas yeah. <laughs> which and i mean just I think christmas nerds. vacation definitely yeah. has more so sure. right like yeah most people e- either they've seen it or they know what you're talking about yeah. i have realized that practical magic is not necessarily yeah like that uh i think there are certainly people like us who love it um but then I think there are a lot of people who are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, when did this, you know, I usually look up when these movies come out. Yeah, I remember like 98. mom showing me this yeah, movie 1998. for the first time. I was only like maybe 12 or 13. And then I went to school the next day and I was trying to talk about it with my friends. And they were like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, well, you all don't. My mom said everyone loves this movie. She said everyone watches this movie. And they were like, no, we did not. So (laughs) Practical Practical Magic is, it is, it's from 1998. And it is a movie based, it's based on a book. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't know that. Mm -mm. I I don't know that any of us ever read the book. No. Um, By the same name, Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman. Uh, And it is not, I would not say it is not reviewed well, Um I would say it is not reviewed well. That is what I was the trying movie. to communicate to you. Yes, the movie. Yes. No, I don't know about the book. It's, the movie yeah. has not done well critically. Mm-hmm. I have a. I I understand that people might not love this movie. I have a hard time believing people could hate this movie because this is the movie equivalent of like a, a a moderately priced scented candle. Like that's true. It is. It is. It is a. It is like a. Just it's nice. It's nice to have there, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to think about it, and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's weird. I was just looking to see, like, how did it do? So it opened at number one, but it went on to gross less than its budget. So Ooh. I would say that's not well. It has a 22% mm-hmm. fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah. that's not great either. <laughs> um, it did not. Yeah, the critics did not seem to like it. But then apparently... the. Thank you, Wikipedia. The movie is considered as cult classic. Well, all right. Well, by that's the look. That's, a, the, that's, that's a, the whole sentence. Yeah, it's that's the whole small, section too. Small cult. It is just yeah, it's us. Just Smurl. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mom actually added that in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reference Mary Smurl. Her one Wikipedia credit. <laughs> Defending practical magic. <laughs> so. The the movie, in case you're not familiar, I mean, obviously everybody's seen this movie, but in case you haven't, uh, the movie is basically following two sisters, um, 
played by Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock, mm-hmm. who are part of this family, the Owens family, who have been cursed uh, that w- whatever man one of them will love will die. And so it, they shouldn't fall in love unless they want, you know, the dude to kick it. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, we, like... There's also, like, it's very important, it seems, for the there to be two sisters in each generation of this family and that the one sister have um, red hair and the other be a brunette. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. is also a theme. Yes. It is a recurring theme. Three generations. Yes. That's yeah. true. I think it may also have allowed the same actors to play the main characters when they were children and then also the children of Sandra mm-hmm. Bullock. Yeah. I'm not sure. I meant to look that up. But you see them briefly, but I think they might mm-hmm. be the same people. Um, but anyway, Sandra Bullock uh, grew up, got married, had two little girls, and then tragically lost her husband because of the curse. Because they fell in love. Yes. And uh, Nicole Kidman, in order to avoid this fate, is kind of wandering the country, having fun and partying with lots of different people so that she never falls for one person and risks them you know, succumbing to the curse. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, the thing that happens that kind of sets off the whole movie is <laughs> the plot of the movie. The plot of the movie um, is Luca from ER. Okay, <laughs> you remember Luca from ER? Okay, no, that's a lot. That's a lot of empty and em- just <laughs> empty space. Uh, no, no, we don't. <laughs> I think okay. that was an appropriate response. I'm just gonna leave all that in. There. That's how I always Silence. think of him. I remember when I saw this movie and I was like, "Oh, Luca I from ER." I loved him in ER. Um, well, he's not very lovable in this movie. No, no. Uh, Jimmy Angelov, who Nicole Kidman has been dating, and then he turns out to be an abusive jerk. And, and also a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah we, yeah, we find out later also a serial killer. Yeah. And so Sandra Bullock has to go rescue her from this bad situation. He briefly kidnaps them in the midst of all this, and then they murder him. In self-defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Yeah. He's threatening their lives. Yeah. So. And so they murder him, and then they realize, like, this is bad, so they bring him back to life because they're witches. Oh, I didn't mention that. There are witches. We forgot the whole part of the movie. <laughs> oh, right. That's they're all witches. <laughs> they bring him back to life, and then he attacks them, so they have to murder him again. Yeah. And then a cop shows up to investigate the whole thing, and him and Sandra Bullock fall in love. Well, because she was so afraid of falling in love that when she was little, she made a spell. Yes, describing an impossible guy. So it's a weird workaround, I think. <laughs> it's very weird, yeah. too, um, when you consider, like, she says, I created a man that could not, that was basically so perfect he couldn't exist. Mm-hmm. And her qualities <laughs> in this man who is so yeah. perfect that he can't exist are flip pancakes in the air, ride a pony backwards, his favorite shape is a star. He has one blue eye and one green eye, and he can hear her call from a mile away. That's it. That's it. Now, to be fair, she was like, what, I don't know. 10 when she did this? That, that, or like younger, I think, like yeah. seven. I mean, that does read as when you're young and you're you're mm. describing like an ideal man. Yeah. You come up with some weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> really cool blue tennis shoes. Why? I like them. <laughs> I like blue. 
but anyway, so they fall in love. So anyway, they get away with the murder. And but because they brought him back to life and then killed him again, he's a ghost now. And they have to. He has possessed Nicole Kidman, and they have to exercise him, like exorcise him, mm-hmm. not exercise him. And, <laughs> not like aerobics. And they're 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 aunties who are two much more powerful witches. It seems like they realize what's mm-hmm. going yes. on. They're like, peace. We're gonna leave. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Yeah. We could help you, but you probably need to learn a lesson about how to deal with a dead body. Everybody's got and to. Good luck. Good luck, grandkids. Yeah. It's okay. We tied some rope around your neck. That'll keep you safe. We're out. Yeah. With Stalker Channing. Man, I love Stalker Channing. I was going to say, she's Rizzo's in this movie. She's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's always fantastic. So anyway, um, they all live happily ever after, of course, because that is that is this film. Yeah. That, yeah but <laughs> this film is not meant to challenge it's you. It's basically a Hallmark movie. Well, except if for... If Hallmark when, movies were allowed to have a little bit more death. I was going to say, there's like murder and, and attempted ha- like hangings. And really, the happily ever after comes because a, a he's a PI, right? Not a cop. Or is he a cop? Oh, uh, no. I, he's a... He's a... Like... Like he's a detective. Oh, that, he's a detective, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so because he... Because he destroys evidence or or misrepresents the case, mm-hmm. that's why there's a happy yes. hour after. He yeah, <laughs> he covers up the murder for the these women. Uh, yeah, he plants he plants the guy's ring in some ashes of a burned building, so it looks like the guy died in this building. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's you know that's very sinister if you really think about it. Yeah, that's a, that, like it seems like a really soft and sweet movie, and it is, and yet there is just a, mm-hmm. there's a lot of death. <laughs> mm-hmm. There is, you know, <laughs> I, I will say, just, I said Justin didn't watch it with me. He watched just the, the very beginning of it before he had to leave. And he knows that, like, I don't usually like a lot of, especially these days, a lot of death and, and anything like that makes me very sad. And I don't like that kind of stuff in movies. Um, and he, when the when Sandra Bullock's first husband uh, bites it, and he was like, why doesn't this bother you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, it does. It's very sad. It's just I've seen it so many times. It and also their possibly. parents die. Yeah, yeah, but you don't really see that. No. But like, still. <laughs> many deaths. That's a lot of death. I'm just saying. It's off screen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You don't even really know how it happened. Uh, Yeah. You I know, mean, well, the dad died because of the curse. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> and the mom died from heartbreak, right? Yes. That's what they mm-hmm. say? Yeah. That's well, that's not... <laughs> I don't think you put that on a death certificate. <laughs> a curse. <laughs> the curse. The curse. <laughs> really sad. <laughs> I heard the Death Watch beetle, and he died. That is. Yeah, there's a beetle in this movie. That just it comes out of nowhere, yeah. Death. Yeah. Just like literally uh, one line. It's like, if you hear the Death Watch beetle, then your husband's about to kick it. It's like, oh, yes, of course. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, huh? <laughs> beetle? Explain the beetle more. No? Okay. Uh, we need to talk about why this movie matters to us. <laughs> but before we do that, let's check the group message. I have a sponsor I want to tell you all about this week. Please do. And that's Function of Beauty. <laughs> So we all know that one size fits all might work for your accessories, like a headband, perhaps a pair of earrings. But when it comes to your hair, we all need something a little different to help us look our best. So what if your hair care was as unique as you are? (gasps) How do I do that? 
Well, Function of Beauty Hair Care is formulated specifically for you. It doesn't matter your hair type or your hair needs. They create shampoo and conditioner and treatments to fit those needs with over 54 trillion possible ingredient combinations. That's wow. so many. Oh, my gosh. 54 trillion. Um, so I, I uh, have been using Function of Beauty products now on my hair. Um, and it's very simple. You go on their website. You take a quiz. I love taking quizzes, so it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And you tell them a little bit about your hair, like what's your hair type? Uh, what are your hair issues? Like for me, like sometimes my hair gets very frizzy or my scalp gets very dry. Things like that you put in. And then what do you want from shampoo? Do you need purple shampoo to protect blonde hair? Do you need um, volumizing shampoo, stuff like that? And then you pick a color, you pick a scent, and you have your shampoo and conditioner. And then it tells you... What two characters in Parks and Rec <laughs> and Riverdale you're a perfect exactly. mix of. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. um, and then they, they send that personalized formula right to your door in a customized bottle. So mine has my name on it. It says Function of Riley. It came with some cute little stickers. Oh, cute. Um, it smells like lavender. It's very good. I got purple shampoo to protect the blonde in my hair, but also matching purple conditioner. It doesn't tone. It's just purple because it, it matches the... Mm -hmm shampoo um but <laughs> aesthetically pleasing yeah and their formulas are also vegan and cruelty free which is very important um so i encourage you all to try out function of beauty taylor if they want to try it out where should they go you should go to functionofbeauty.com slash buffering take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20 percent off your first order that's again functionofbeauty.com slash buffering for 20 percent off Go let them know how you that you heard about it from our show. That's functionofbeauty.com slash buffering. So I want to talk about, you know, these days with uh, social distancing and everything, we, we're traveling a lot less, hopefully, and it can be tough to stay in touch with your loved ones, with uh, friends and family that you don't get to talk to often. It, it can feel that distance can seem even further right now. Mm -hmm. And there are lots of ways that we're all choosing to connect, you know, whether it be through like phone calls or emails or FaceTime or Having Zoom a podcast together. Having a podcast together. <laughs> <That> works. <laughs> Writing physical letters as my daughter Charlie has figured out how to do. Um, one fun way that you might not have heard of or thought of is StoryWorth. Uh, StoryWorth is a great way to continue like keeping in touch and connecting with um, your loved ones, but also like a fun way to learn things about them that maybe you didn't know, to hear stories that you haven't heard before. Uh, the way they do that is each week, StoryWorth emails your family member a different story prompt. Things like, what have been some of your life's greatest surprises? Or what's one of the riskiest things you've ever done? Um, so they send that to whoever you have chosen to send StoryWorth to. And uh, your loved one will answer it. And then after a year, StoryWorth will compile all these answered questions and any photos that you chose to include into a beautiful keepsake book that's shipped for free. Um, so really something you can treasure forever. It's a, You know, there are so many things we talk about on a regular basis, and we don't think to ask, like, all these kinds of fun, neat questions that really stimulate these other memories that, you know, you just you wouldn't hear about any mm -hmm. other way. So. It's a, re it's a really cool service. Um, we've tried it out. It's really fun. Um, Taylor, if our listeners want to try it, what should they do? 
You can connect with family and discover untold stories with StoryWorth. Get started right away without the need for shipping by going to storyworth.com slash stillbuffering. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash stillbuffering for $10 off. So, when it, okay, practical magic. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, I think that partly it's just kind of like a fun little fluffy movie. Mm-hmm. It overall it like i said it's not very challenging it's very comforting i always used to watch it over again when justin was out of town in part because i knew he didn't want to watch it but also because (laughs) um i found it very it was like um comfort food in Mm -hmm. a movie you know yeah It, it made me feel safe and warm i think a lot of it of course was my our like personal connections because our family loved it so much um and mom definitely latched on to, like, the Midnight Margarita, that whole kind of idea. Yeah. Uh, Very much so. But I also, I felt like uh, a lot of the um, the sibling themes I connected with very strongly, especially when we first saw it. This was pre-Riley. <sighs> <laughs> Go ahead. Well, no, I'm just mean. So it, like, it made a lot of sense to me, like, in terms of... There's the scene where, okay, so Sally, Sandra Bullock's character, is trying really hard to be normal and fit in this little, this little New England town. And uh, so she wants to, uh, so she's at like a PTA meeting, basically. Mm-hmm. And they're putting together the phone tree. I love this scene. It's a good scene. <laughs> Because she never gets picked to be at the top of the phone tree mm-hmm. because they all know she's a witch and right. they think she's irresponsible. And <laughs> yeah, I think like, th- th- we should say this town super believes they're witches. Like definitely, that's definitely a fact. And it just treats mm-hmm. them like it's the 1500s. But <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Yes, they do. They, they do. do. Like, like the kids all yell and taunt at their children all the time. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> They're just accepted as witches, but also not accepted and as witches. Feared. But they are witches because, like, we see one of the one of the children hex a, a kid mm-hmm. and say, "I hope you get chickenpox." And then later in the film, he is he has chickenpox. Yeah, uh, <laughs> these were pre-vaccine days, right? Now that wouldn't happen, right? But unless they can overcome the vaccine Ooh. with their hexes. Whoa, Ooh. that's terrifying. That's a lot to think about. Anyway phone tree scene so uh sally it's very important to her to be at the top of the phone tree and she never gets picked and nicole kidman is in town and finds out about this and so jillian is her name so jillian shows up and kind of makes a scene in the pta meeting and gets sally through her magic at the top of the phone tree and it just i taylor it always kind of reminded me of me and you (laughs) i think i think that's it there's that that comparison when we were young, yes, pre Riley was drawn a lot. That the Sandra Sandra Bullock character was was very much Sydney, and then Nicole Kidman one was was me. And I, you know, <laughs> I relate to that. In I I could I mean obviously that that makes sense for you. And while the young the young Nicole Kidman character is very like, oh, I can't wait to fall in love. That was never me. But that she ends up kind of like old and like well i survived that not doing that again i'm gonna go like work in the garden and be an old bitty like i I agree with that (laughs) (laughs) uh and sandra bullock's character is somewhat of a nerd she is frequently in large sweaters and glasses that she's pushing up on her nose because that's how you identify a nerd in film is they wear big sweaters and they push up their glasses in the middle on the bridge of their Uh nose uh 
I the uh, that's the other thing. I I pulled heavily <laughs> the fashion cues from this movie are mm-hmm. like my favorite way to dress. Mm-hmm. Like please uh, other than like I don't I'm not a big skirt fan these days. I I, I like pants better. Sure. But like a tank top under a giant sweater? Yes, please. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <That> please. <laughs> that is my whole aesthetic. A tank top under a giant sweater. They're constantly wearing little teeny tank tops, little teeny spaghetti strap tank tops with like big old cardigans hanging down over them. Big, long, heavy cardigans. That's your whole aesthetic. Oh, I love that. That's my. Fa- I wear that around the house all the time. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, this is the origin of Sydney's style. Practical <laughs> magic. Tiny tank tops and giant sweaters. <laughs> and when you've got to go adventuring, you trade in the sweater for like some sort of khaki button down you're right and you're laura dern and all your dreams have come true oh man you're right see (laughs) they coincide so well (laughs) you trade in the the jeans you're wearing for the cargo shorts Uh and you're good uh (laughs) this this uh leads me to a completely unrelated thought but do you think that if either of the girls had fallen for another woman they would have uh gotten around the curse I was thinking this. I was thinking I want a reboot of this where like you've got like two sisters, but one of them is not straight. And she's just like, well, just good, good on me. I'm, I'm good. Fine. Yeah. No problems here. No problems here. I feel like that, you know, the curse was like, nah, like forget men. And it's like, well, okay. But what about I was not, not, to, not to do anything with your fashion choice. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I said, as you describe it, it's like, yeah, these these are all great fashion choices. They're also ex- very gay. That's fine too. <laughs> it's just the, it's it's the wardrobe. <laughs> this is totally fair. This is this is accurate. I uh, <laughs> I saw this TikTok where the oh this, no, this, I can't with you starting sentences that way. <laughs> well, I'm on TikTok now. I don't I don't do anything on. It, I just look. But uh, I saw this TikTok <laughs> where this girl was pointing out all these Barbies that are obviously gay. And I yep. was looking at these Barbies going, I love all the, like, that. They, these are the fashion choices I would make yeah. if I was Barbie. So. Yeah. <laughs> but she was right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, see, and that is, I mean, the movie was made in 1998, and it is, like, yeah. very heteronormative, very gendered in those sense. I mean, I don't think it's, like, problematic in that way, yeah. but it just, it's very much in that place like it's you know definitely they don't allow for that possibility yeah um or at least they don't discuss it i will say that like the ants are very um i guess they they are fine with being single and they don't give a crap they Mm -hmm. don't they're very independent they're strong characters they've got a great life they have a giant house they eat cake for breakfast. They have cool clothes. Mm-hmm. They get to do spells, and then they got like all their family around them. I think that that's yeah. a pretty good good outcome. Yeah, they have an amazing greenhouse. Oh, they yeah. have a fantastic garden, mm-hmm. um, and they're right on the ocean. Like their house is like on the <laughs> <Yeah>. ocean. <laughs> I mean, it is. It is really. It is really amazing. Yeah, like I don't like. Cursor, cursor, nah. Like I'd, I'd happily inherit that location. Um, and I will say, like, there is that bit of, I don't know. It's that sort of old school idea of like female empowerment, where at the end, when they need help, 
all these women come together to help them to form their coven. Mm-hmm. Um, that it that and that is nice. Yeah. Like, so I I would like to see some of them apologize for being like mean. Yeah, total bees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, but they all do come together. Yeah. With their brooms and, you know, help exercise. Save the day. Jillian. Exorcise. Exorcise, Jillian. Um, that's all very nice. Now, I will... The the scene in the movie where they jump off the roof and fly at the end is a little... Well, float, <laughs> I guess. Drift. Like... No, <laughs> drift gently to the ground. No matter how much you believe in your your witchcraft abilities are you gonna let your two small children jump off a roof and just like you better be magic too kiddo because <laughs> the little girls do it too yeah yeah hurling themselves off the roof and the, while the whole neighborhood stands around and it's like wow that's so cool wow. like that small child just threw themselves <laughs> off a roof <laughs> yeah Happy it Halloween. very much reminds me of the end of greece when like everything in this movie has been normal pretty much and then like they drive off in the car that Ah, flies the stalker channing effect (laughs) it Uh, is it is that you know there is a very dark version of this movie where like we have so they live on an island Mm -hmm. somewhere up in new england they live on an island so like there are these townsfolk who know that these witches live on their island and that they will hex them and they're all terrified and they treat them badly and they don't want anything to do with them. But then at the end, they grow to love and worship them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and But they know that it's a delicate balance mm. because at any time they could anger them mm-hmm. and then they'll give them chicken pox again. And they'll be hexed. Yeah. yeah they, they, it's a weird story if you start to look at yeah. it that way. And they do seem to be very powerful witches. Like there's a lot of just mm-hmm. casual witchcraft that goes on in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, they bring someone back from the dead. Yeah. yeah. Not well, but, you know. <laughs> but still. But he's back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they And they, they definitely can, um, yeah, they can do a yeah. lot of dangerous stuff. But, I mean, you know, largely they do things for good. They yeah. make, they you know, she owns that little shop where she makes shampoos and mm-hmm. bath oils. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are weird beats. Watching it again, I was trying to take a more critical eye. There are weird things in it with, like, this cop shows up to try to figure out where Jimmy Angelo is in part because like he's missing, but mainly because he's a murderer. Yeah. I mean, he's not re- he's not like trying to find him to save him. He's trying to find him to put him in jail. Yeah. Um, but he does not believe in vigilante justice. So he also is not trying to just be like, oh, good. You you guys murdered him. You took care of it. Okay, Excellent. Cool. I'm <laughs> back to Arizona or wherever yeah. he's from. <laughs> um, but. He shows up and like for whatever reason, part of this spell is that Sandra Bullock can't lie to him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I'm if I missed where that came from, that's possible. But I don't remember that ever being a part of her love spell. No, it's this magic thing. That's what tr- that's she can't. How true love works, right? You. Oh right. You can't. You can't, <laughs> can't lie. <laughs> no. Yes. No? I. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. Um. No comment. Anyway. <laughs> no. That sounds really bad. <laughs> Justin and I have a wonderful, open, honest relationship. That sometimes like, is built on lies. No, sometimes. Every every once in a while in a marriage, you just don't want the fight at that moment. Fair. Fair. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> yes, I will. Uh, I will definitely 
uh, clean out that whatever you're asking me to do tomorrow. I will definitely do it. Absolutely. Promise. Definitely do it. Then you don't, then do, I don't it. do it. That, I mean, that kind of thing. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, so she can't lie to him. And he's like, did you guys kill that dude? And she's like, oh, yeah. We did. A couple of times. But And the next scene, he's asking her daughter, like, scooch aside there, young lady. I'm going to show you how to flip some pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Yep. Well, because then they, they show that, like, he, part of the reason he came, sure, 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 he wants to catch this serial killer. But also, while on the trail of the serial killer, he encountered Sandra Bullock's character's letter to her sister and fell mm-hmm. in love with her through the, her letter. Mm-hmm. Because she wrote about being lonely and he was like, wow, this this woman that I my literal understanding of her is from this one letter. I must find her. <laughs> I must find which again, we're supposed to believe is because of the spell mm-hmm. that he heard her, quote unquote, call in yeah. this sense and and came to find her. Um, and so she's like tells him this like, you know. I don't I don't know that we can be together because this you might just think you love me because of the spell, but mm-hmm. it's not real. And then later she's like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's it it works for whatever reason. It's, it's here. Fine. So. I'm fine with it. He he said, I wished for you too. So there's the workaround. If if two people make each other fall in love magically, then it was meant to be. <laughs> So if you trick someone with magic into loving you, then it's not, they won't die from the curse. That's right. I don't, I have no idea. I I don't know. I couldn't tell why at the end they were like, I don't know what it was, but the curse was broken. Yeah. How? Yeah. <laughs> How do we know? Like, there's only one way to test it. Fall in love with this guy and let's all see what happens. Yeah. I, I don't, maybe just the, you know, the, the. <laughs> ancestor who began the curse just saw what the other sister went through with that with the angel of god i was like you know what this is i've had a good run with this i'm kind of okay now i've 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 worked through my anger i'm gonna stop cursing generations of my own family or it's like frozen and the true love was between the sisters all along well that is definitely and there is no love truer than sister love (laughs) that is definitely accurate to the plot i think i think yeah yeah, because I mean, that's the to, the final step to exercise, exercise, exercise. <laughs> Jimmy Angelo is they have to like Sandra Bullock has to get in the circle with Nicole Kidman. Yeah, and also they have to cut their hands and mix their blood together. Which yeah, always makes me pause because I'm like, but you're you're related. You have the same blood. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, that's not like you know when you do that with a friend because now you're like, oh, we're blood brothers now. It's like, no, you were already blood re- relatives. Yeah, <laughs> you had that. <laughs> uh, it, either way, I f- still find the movie very comforting. I think, uh, as I have realized through both watching it again and doing this show, like this might be more of an us thing than a universal thing. Well, you keep saying us and you keep saying we love this movie. Hey. <laughs> I would like to be I left just, out of this. I just will say I hadn't seen this movie in probably a decade. So I rewatched it and it is, I wouldn't say I love it watching it now as an adult and actually knowing, like remembering the story it's fine. I know what you mean. Like on a day where it's like I don't really have anything to do, 
it's raining outside. It's cold. Like I might as well just turn it on because it's gonna like I don't know. It's fine. Put, Put on, on your the tank top and your giant sweater. Sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't know how many times I would watch it over and over again. <laughs> I mean, like I get its appeal. Like you know, yeah. when you look at even the aesthetics of the movie. It's like it's set in this beautiful mm-hmm. oceanside town. Everybody's lovely. Everybody's kind of quirky and cute. Like you know, it's it's witchcraft, and that that's just <laughs> like you know, yeah. Everybody, everybody yeah. loves witchcraft, and uh, you know, just it's very it's very pleasant to watch. It is low stakes, yes. despite all the murder. Uh, still seems incredibly low stakes. <laughs> Yeah, there's no. It's one of those movies where you know everybody's going to be fine in the end. Yeah, you know, you there is no question. Like, well, maybe Jillian dies from possession. <laughs> they all learn a harsh no. lesson. The yeah. aunts come back and go, "Well, that was the only way you were going to learn." <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, you know that's not the movie you signed up yeah. for pretty early. The soundtrack undercuts so much of it. It's true, you know. Yeah. Which, by the way, it's a great... We didn't talk about that. It's a great soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend it. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you both. I enjoyed watching it again. I did, too. It's, yeah, it's a great... It's a great I, I've been documenting all the spooky movies that I've watched in October, like, keeping track of them. And I, I was like, do I, does this go on the list? Because even though it involves I mean, murder and exorcism and witchcraft and, like, all of these dark themes, I don't know if it's a scary movie. It's not. But uh, yeah, but I I put it on the list because I think I guess it still fits with the themes. Yeah. Well, Tay, what's up next? Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about uh the movie Jennifer's Body. Um, Ooh. A very, yeah. I would say it was it was very misadvertised as just sort of a a sort of gay baiting exploitation film. Uh, but I think it's actually it's incredibly mistreated in the in the the perception of it so i would love if we could do a rewatch and i think give it give it the props it deserves well right. i have never seen it i've so never this seen is a it first watch yeah me neither oh, oh really oh Ooh. wow all right well first watch for two thirds of us you're in for a treat i hope i'm very excited i yes no i am excited to watch it because it's got a last night we watched hubie halloween so it's got to be better than that <laughs> Well, I will. I, it is. It is a little gory for. I mean, obviously, I'm warning you too. But for anybody that's going to yeah. check it out at home, it's, it's gory. There's a lot of gore and violence in it, but it's also, I think, a very good movie. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited. Thank you all. I look forward to that next week. And thank you, listeners. I hope you enjoyed Practical Magic. <laughs> and if you watched it and went, why do they like this movie so much? At least maybe this provided an explanation. <laughs> Try it with a few midnight margaritas. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, thank you to the Maximum Fun Network for hosting our show. You should go to MaximumFun.org for a lot of wonderful podcasts that you would enjoy. Um, you can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuffering at MaximumFun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, You Changed Mine. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And, and I, I am. Am. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> See, there's, a, there's a little lost you right at the end there. Yeah. <laughs> I promise there were no midnight margaritas in the <laughs> Only thick milk. Only thick milk. I have had too much thick milk this morning. This is a false wake <laughs> I'm going back to bed. <laughs>
Macho Man to the top rope. The flying elbow, the cover. We've got a new champion. We're here with Macho Man Randy Savage after his big win to become the new world champion. What are you going to do now, Match? I'm going to go listen to the newest episode of the Tights and Fights podcast. Oh, yeah. Tell us more about this podcast. It's the podcast of power. Too sweet to be sour. Funky like a monkey. Woke discussions, man. And jokes about wrestlers' fashion choices, myself excluded. I can't wait to listen. Neither can I. You can find it Saturdays on Maximum Fun. Oh, yeah. Dig it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.